0: Welcome, players, to tonight's session of the Voltron AfterBuzz TV After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight's session includes fantasy, monsters, betrayal from all sides. Your charisma rolls last session netted you two very special characters that will be joining us for tonight only. Now, roll for initiative and form Voltron!
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I
0: don't know about you guys, my initiative's a twelve. That's not very good.
2: <laughs> uh, see, that seems pretty okay to me because whenever I play any D twenty systems, I always roll notoriously awful. Unless I'm GMing, and then I have godlike rolls. So God help you uh, <laughs> if you're ever playing a game where I am your GM, because you will die. Probably. So, so, so your opposite will leave. Yeah, I, I have very good luck, but only when I'm GMing. If I'm playing as a player, it's I I struggle with like ones where it's like numbers and very strictly math. <laughs> How about you, Megan? You're a rogue. How's the initiative?
3: I like it's either really high or the bottom of the barrel. Like I'm yeah. either a master and like I can do all these cool attacks and flips and kicks and critical hits, or I'm like critically failing all across the board. And there's no in between. <laughs>
0: there's really no other way to do it though. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are the After Buzz TV Voltron Legendary Defender After Show. We are having a grand old time with these episodes. Season 6, episodes 3 and 4, Monsters and Mana and The Colony. I have with me Red Lion Emma fight. Yes, I'm back, guys. Thanks. It's great to be here. Green Lion Megan <laughs> Salinas. Hey, guys. Ready to play some Dungeons and Dragons for monsters and mana. Yeah. Uh, Blue Lion Alexis Torres and Yellow Lion Mark Donica are off in the quintessence field somewhere. We're uh, we're gonna wait and see how that goes. I am Black Lion Katie Cullen running this show, and with us tonight we have the executive producers and showrunners Lauren Montgomery, hello, Yay. and Joaquin Dos Santos. How's it going? Yay. Thanks for joining us tonight, you guys. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. Well, always happy to be back. It's really good to have you
2: guys back, especially for these episodes. Yeah, I was telling you guys off-camera before this episode started that these are my two favorite episodes of this season for two very different reasons. (laughs) Obviously, they are very, very different episodes, but I I am particularly excited to have you guys here for the Monsters and Mana episode because... I, because I have been following what, what's happening on the internet and I know that there are a lot of Easter eggs in this episode and I'm oh, just yeah. going to need you to break them all down <laughs> for me. Right. Right. So settle in off. guys. We yeah. are not going to talk Lauren and Makim, Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had a couple of friends point out two of them for me. And one of them is a takeoff on the final fantasy 15 cover. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: oh it's very good.
4: <laughs>
0: and one of them that I did not catch until my third time watching it tonight is that Hunk takes an arrow to the knee. (laughs) I lost it. I was just like, "Oh, how did I not notice that before?
1: (laughs) And then he walked around town complaining about it for years and years afterwards. (laughs) I was too busy
0: going, healing arrows. I love it. I love it. For when healing word is not available, oh my God, he took an
5: arrow to
4: the knee. (laughs) I used
5: to be a paladin like you. That's right.
0: (laughs) And then I died three times.
5: (laughs) We couldn't work it in, you know, vocally but at least we got the visual sure yeah
0: All right, so for tonight's discussion, we're doing what we usually do. We are going to spend the first 30, 40 minutes or so talking about these two episodes, and then for the last bit of the after show, we will talk about the full season. We'll talk spoilers for the season. So for the first 30, 40 minutes, please keep the hashtag clear of spoilers, please keep the chat clear of spoilers, and please, for the whole dang time, keep the comments clear of spoilers. We're, we're going to be kind to people who haven't yet binged the entire season, you blessed with incredible willpower. Holy <laughs> cow, you guys. That is not me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Nope. no. Night of. All right, let's sit down. Let's do this. <laughs> and if you want to join in, we have the live chat and we have the hashtag ABTVVoltron. So mm-hmm. let hmm. us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions. Let's start with Monsters and Mana. I'd heard there was going to be a DD and d episode, and I was telling people on Twitter to show me receipts because I thought that was too good to be true. And here we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was sort of, you know... Uh, I think we, we, we talked about it in the past. We, we've got these kind of bucket list wishes that, that we wanted to do in, in, in episodes. Lauren's was mermaids. mermaids. of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I had a big dream of doing a, a pro wrestling episode that never came to light. But oh, D&D man. d was another one. It was done so well on Avatar The Last Airbender. It was done <laughs> yeah. well not really it. it, yeah. It's
2: hard to outdo the boulder.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, but D&D was right up there. And uh, yeah. Mitch Iverson, who I think you guys have had on the yeah. show a couple Yeah, Mitch. He is a regular D player.
2: Excellent. Uh, and loves it so so much. So I assume then if, if you had this bucket list wish of you really wanted to do a a D episode that you yourself have dabbled in tabletop role playing games. Yeah,
1: you know, D and D for me growing up was like again it was like there's a lot of math involved. So <laughs> I I transitioned over to champions pretty pretty early on. I had a couple D and D's. Sure. Uh, and then and then went right to the easier math one. Yeah, I was like, I just want to make the characters and play the game. I don't want to think.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I mostly play Edge of the Empire, which is the Fantasy Flight Star Wars system because right. I do a Star Wars RPG, and that has literally no math. It's just symbols that cancel each other out. Yes. It's so what I'm talking much about. fun. Yeah, No numbers, just <laughs> symbols. Sometimes you can fail and succeed at the same time. It's glorious.
0: Perfect. So, yep. Running a D&D session for some of my coworkers from my day job. Sat down last week with someone who has never played before in her life. Doesn't really know what she's getting into but I told her, come in with a character idea. And she's like, great, this is my character. Took us 90 minutes to build it and she's like, Um, I'm like no I promise it gets easier (laughs) putting it all together at the beginning is the hard part yeah so I I was very amused and very jealous that here make your characters 10 minutes later we start playing how
1: yeah (laughs) totally I mean that's yeah. what we end up doing now in video games anyways. It's like mm-hmm. when we played like the last five Massive oh. however many massive Mass Effects okay. we played now. Many of them.
0: There's there's gonna be five yeah. at this point, yeah. I think.
1: We'll like create the characters and then I think the problem is yeah. you, you make the character, it looks awesome, it's got all your specs, and then you play it in game, you're like, That looks nothing like what I made. Like, yeah. <laughs> reset yeah. starting out. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I, I uh, have terrible anxiety whenever I'm making characters for mm-hmm. a sort of prolonged RPG Mass Effect esque mm-hmm. sort of game, and I do. I spend Forever creating the character. <laughs> and then d- don't even get me started on how long it takes me to come up with a name. Like, oh. it's just too yeah. much. I, Always name your
0: characters last. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I had
5: to start Skyrim three different times. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, the first time through, I, I made it a girl that I really liked, but then I realized like she was a Nord, I didn't realize you could press right and get other species, like other <laughs> ethnicities. I was like, you have other choices? I don't just have to be Frost Power? So so then I went back in. I was like, all right. And I found, I can't even remember what she was, but she was something else with a better power. And then I made her, and then her face was hideous. I was like, "Oh, you're done!" Bam.
4: And then I went back. Dead.
0: I gotta find and a then, balance because this is just yeah, not.
5: Ended mine. up with a dark elf, and she was weird looking. But I was like, you know what? You're my kind of weird. But <laughs> this is what
2: the <laughs> they're going with. Yeah, it. But, but this is the thing, Lauren, is that you went down this path of I have this idea of something I want to be, and I want to try out different things instead of just <laughs> literally being yourself, which yes. was Shiro in this episode. Yes. I yes. loved that every single time he died, he's like, Oh, "I just want to be a paladin
4: again." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's hilarious and
0: it's also kind of heartbreaking because if you you look at this game, it's he gets to be someone that's not himself. He gets to be this optimized version of him where it's easy to make the right choices and be good. Yeah, Like, he doesn't have to worry about memory issues and is he losing his his mind and is he making the right decisions. It's just, beat the monster, be good against evil, I can do this. I want to be a paladin again. It's fulfilling. And it's just like, this is heartbreaking, but also, my god, you're a nerd. (laughs) And I felt
2: too like extremely in character for Shiro from the point of view of somebody who, as you say, Katie, just like had this opportunity to be the best version of him or what he envisions to be the best version of himself. And I think also. He's somebody that has a difficult time envisioning himself being anything, anything other
4: else. Than totally. Yeah.
2: I also think of him as like the first timer. Pigeon sure. Hunk have been doing
5: this yeah. a million oh, 100%. times, Absolutely. and this is his first time in this game. So he's like, well, what? Dude, the only thing I know yeah. right now, he's not like Mister Artist Creative. Sure. He's Mister sure. Soldier. Yeah.
3: Uh, totally. Not to mention how wonderful Josh's hero voice. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I, I think yelling darg when he got hit yes. by something was just the high point.
1: I mean, I can't that tell you how one. many times we replayed that right. over we and over it. and over again.
0: I need it as my text tone. <laughs> <laughs> darg. We can
1: get it clean. We can get a
0: I would appreciate that. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just still for laughing somebody, over everything.
3: For somebody who was playing himself, though, he came up with an intricate backstory. He came he up did. with the
0: most
2: stereotypical,
4: <laughs> hilarious. That's movie, what I also think is And they introduce beautiful. him he's...
2: in the shadows like he's Strider from Lord of the Rings. Totally. Like, yes. it's a full-on. Yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely. And I, I think, too, that that was one of the things that also that I enjoyed about this episode is it was playing into so many of those character archetypes that you see right. within uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Lord of the Rings-esque kind of uh setting
1: yeah i mean i think honestly you know since the the seasons sort of aired you know at some point keith gets a companion and somebody compared it to x y and z and i said no it's a b and c clearly the thing that came out in the 80s before x (laughs) right 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 totally you know uh so i think we're even playing with those tropes Mm. and kind of turning them on their ear sure this is like the purest version of
2: absolutely (laughs) it
1: absolutely was (laughs)
0: Yeah, Keith is a Pokemon trainer, and everyone else is doing their fun D&D stuff. Totally. Um, What what went into choosing the races and classes for the characters?
5: You know, some of them just kind of fell into place, like... A lot of it was us
2: referencing like Record of Lotus War, where like mm-hmm. Alura is, is so funny because I have literally been rewatching Record of Lotus uh-huh. War because we're covering it on an anime show that I do outside of here, where we just like go back and talk about whatever anime we want, like you would in an anime club, yeah, and we're sure. we literally talking about Record of Lotus awesome. War right now. <laughs> so I had, I think that I had watched this episode and then started my rewatch of Record yeah. of wow. Lotus War, and the, I mean, I I did definitely see the parallels. <laughs>
5: And then Mitch was watching the old D&D cartoon oh, and there were the like, I yeah, loved yeah, the yeah, 80s yeah. D&D it's a fantastic cartoon. show. It, it was so good. Yeah. It was literally like a pitch character but they were like the wizard. And so he had originally started writing it where Hunk was kind of the tank and Pidge was the wizard. Yeah. And I wanted to just go more with their personality type. So Absolutely. I'm like, switch them up. Page is more relentless. Yeah. Hunk is more of the lover, not a fighter. Right. And so then we pointed him to Record of Lotus War mm. for that the Hunk character with the little like yeah, the monk, monk. looking <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the guy. Yeah. He makes a good yeah. cleric yeah. Mitch had not watched Record of Lotus War and so he's like, Oh my God, this is the greatest
2: it's and, so and so good. Good.
1: when you watch Record of Lotus War you just you see that they were playing d and I mean, that is, that is literally what it was. what they were doing.
2: Yeah, it, and is, they were like... it was there in, in Japan in the late 1980s, there were literally magazines that just published D&D replays yeah. where it was just a transcript of exactly what had happened in their D&D game, totally. and that is what became... Record of Lotus War. War. I
1: know. It's It's beautiful.
2: And to me, I was like, okay, but this, this, we should have paid attention in 1990. (laughs) It was very clear that if people just started, like, recording their (laughs) D&D games as a podcast or playing them on the internet, that people would want to watch that. Japan was ahead of their time. (laughs) I'm not
0: sure Japan had the satanic panic, though. Uh, Like, that was a... Yeah, yeah, but the, the
2: thing is is d d <laughs> didn't come to Japan until after the satanic panic thing was dying down in the US. Like, mm. I don't think D and, I don't think they had Dungeons and Dragons in Japan until maybe nineteen eighty seven, eighty eight, or something like that. So, but the 80s was when that was, when was going Hanksville. strong. Oh my god. Uh mazes and mazes
0: monsters. And monsters like yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh
2: my god. I saw that before I, I'm going on a weird tangent right now, but I feel <laughs> it. <saw that, laughs> I saw that before I started playing Dungeons and Dragons because I remembered hearing about sort of the whole satanic yeah, panic thing yeah. with D D and seeing that movie and going, This can't be right.
1: I, I mean I saw that after Big and all his, you know, yeah. huge movies and we just had it at our local video store and I was like, What is this? And I watched it, I was like, This is it was like an after school special. It is. He loses his mind. Yeah, and he, yeah.
2: it's exactly wow. what
0: it
1: is. It's a trip.
2: Yeah. I recommend watching it just because it's so bizarre.
0: <laughs> I think I need to catch up on My Hero Academia first. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a list. I've got a list, and right now it's just (laughs) Cutthroat Kitchen and DuckTales.
5: There you go. Yeah, yeah. We, we looked at some uh It was another one. Escaflone. Like at oh, first, I, I was like, maybe Pidge will be like a cute little cat girl, but then we're like, no, Lance, a cat boy. <laughs> yeah. Lance
4: is That's our
0: Lance. party
2: Tabaxi. Let's be yeah. yeah. real. Lance, Lance is a little cat boy. Was very. Good. <laughs> oh yeah. he was oh, a, yeah. a cat burglar, literally. <laughs> yeah. But so just,
0: I'm not great. a thief. I'm a ninja. No, no, you're a rogue architect. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a
4: thief. But I,
2: I did really uh, enjoy the as just kind of going back to the whole like hunk and pigeon thing and and the idea that you know the hunk character is so often. Subverting what to just look at that character you would think they would be. I did really like the choice to go with like mm-hmm. the cleric, and, and again, it's like you know, it, it's embracing these archetypes but also putting characters into these archetypes that you wouldn't necessarily yes. have thought of as being mm-hmm. them. Yeah, right. so I enjoy that. Um, there is a very good question in the chat, uh, at Flying Cheese asks, uh, wow. what <laughs> if, Love it. if Keith had been in this Mazes and Monsters episode, uh, what would he have been? We've got- some
5: discussion yeah. about
1: yeah, this yeah we've dis- we've
5: yeah yeah and, and christy sang our character designer uh came up with a barbarian because oh. he is very much like like a berserker type sure, yeah. you yeah. know the temper yeah and uh, i think we were kind of on board
1: yeah uh yeah, kind of like also, letting that galra side fly yeah. sure
2: yeah kind of like uh orson in record of us war there you go
1: yep I like it.
3: So would he have also named himself Keith, because that's what Shiro (laughs)
0: did? Maybe. Make Shiro feel better. I don't
5: know. I I feel like Keith might have been one of those people who's just like... Thunderstorm darkness. <laughs> so like you know, like he would have gone for just it, like the early days level. of would, you know your your gamer tag. Just like oh, he would have been the Dark Edge Lord. Yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely.
4: Yes.
0: Okay, guys, we need fan art of this now, <laughs> complete with your craziest, edgiest barbarian. Hilarious names. because Let's one time
2: go. I played a character in a in a one shot episode of the Star Wars RPG that I do, where I was a like. A terrible bratty like force-sensitive kid who was a, a mix inspired by Yuri Plisetsky from Yuri on Ice and Keith from Voltron. Oh my and my god. and my nickname was Edgelord. So nice.
0: See what's hysterical is I'm playing a paladin right now in a long-running campaign. And so I'm just sitting here critiquing the paladin play, like, excuse you, you introduce yourself as a paladin, but you don't introduce your god. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Get it together, Shira. <laughs> you are a charisma caster. Be yes. there. She's an amateur pal. He, yeah. yeah, he is. He He's is. trying. He is. He's like, oh, I need strength. Charisma is my dump stat. You are a charisma yeah. caster. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I will say
2: I will never forget the day that the it, that it became clear that this episode was going to be part of the season and there was mm-hmm. really going to be a D&D episode and we started seeing the artwork of all of the characters right. in their various D&D classes. And I remember that day my entire Twitter timeline exploded with fan art of Princess Keith and yeah. that is be, and it's because AJ tweeted something about it. Like I, I, it really got its, out its of control. own life
1: at this point. Yeah, it's got its a
0: life of its own. AJ is really good at grabbing the fandom by the reins and just <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a hashtag that's a discussion we need to have in about mm, twenty minutes. Yes. <laughs> what? And sins in Twitter says so. Keith confirmed Reaper main got it. <laughs> so yeah. something kind of uh, meta
3: about this episode, it, or like from a meta perspective, that's kind of fun to explore is that this is all a story out of Koran's imagination. Yes,
0: Koran is a great DM. He is a very good DM. (laughs) He's also the kind that will murder you if your saving
2: throws are bad enough, as we see (laughs) with Jiro. That's right. And I loved, too, that, as you say, he was so sinister and set it up with the whole thing of the guy at the bar, and it turned out that he was really the bad guy. (laughs) Because I, as a GM, have totally done stuff like that before, so (laughs) I I really enjoyed that about him quite a lot. Well, as you do yeah and i also enjoyed i i have seen the cap the screen cap where it shows um you guys as well as many other mm-hmm. people that work on the voltron staff as characters yeah. at the bar
1: yeah that was our director it was all steve yeah he, he put that in the storyboard and then it made it all the way through yeah. the character design <laughs> yeah. and <Amazing>. and, <laughs>
5: another little known fact is that steve did literally himself all the artwork for shiro's like manga that's flashback right, Oh, cool! That's
1: right. nice. yeah that's awesome. all his like Hand-drawn art, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see it. It's hard to see because it's super dark. But our character designer is like slowly drawing her sword. She's like up <laughs> on the <laughs> wall. Yeah, on the wall. Yeah, that is amazing. There was sword.
0: definitely a blade noise going yeah. on, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, we just walked into a tavern, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my god, they meet in a tavern. That's right. I loved to the the pixelated part that happened mm. in the tavern that looked kind of like Sukoden. Like, yeah. totally. yes. you know, that was exactly the was the direction. Yeah, I the, love that game so Michael, much. Michael Ozzie, right? Um, yep. Worthy s- from brussels yes yeah. and he also worked on the one where they played the jrpg yep. correct yeah absolutely so so good mm-hmm. and then there the was point a... and click combat later yeah. on yes. Yes.
1: we you know i think i think that was also steve on's idea to go like full warcraft point <laughs> and click. yeah yeah uh, and you can even or hear was... the little mouse clicks going mm-hmm. on yeah
5: it was either steve or it was uh Seokjin.
1: oh it might have been yeah. yeah, yeah that's right um we uh yeah, we just love this
5: episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was so much. There was so much fun. There's almost Steve too much. threw a ton into it. Like he did a bunch of, on his own. All of those kind of game cover references in the montage yeah. was Steve mm-hmm. like finding like a different game cover for each one.
1: Although we definitely pointed him to Chrono Trigger specifically. Yes. Yeah. Chrono Trigger nice.
5: was like I loved
2: Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. so
5: okay. good. <laughs> Do you guys have a favorite Easter egg out of all of the stuff that Steve managed to cram into this episode? I think I think mine is probably just going to be the straight-up crack in the mm-hmm. vases a la Zelda. <laughs> and then having, like, so
4: funny. the My little blade of Marmora
5: you. blade in yes. one of That's the right. vases, <laughs> which was fun. And
1: that also derived, I think, from... There was, like, a, a little piece of fan art online of, like, two innkeepers cowering in the corner as Link was, like, yeah. smashing yeah. their vases. Yeah. Yeah. wanted poster for yeah. Yeah. yeah, just... Uh, it was incredible. I think that yeah, that was a beautiful moment. Um, the mount, the the initial mount that they create yes. is uh, from Secret of Mana. Mm. Uh, the super yes. cute kind of yeah. Valor, the way you get those past
5: legal is you don't tell them where you're pulling. That's it That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, it one Easter egg that didn't make it in, and we we're so bummed because it's in the in the golden room with like all the treasure. The treasure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we were gonna put everything we were gonna put like he mans sword we were gonna put cinderella's shoe we we're gonna put aladdin's yeah. lamp like ariel's fork everything <laughs> like i think even sleeping beauty's spinning wheel oh my and God. then the problem was we put like they we they forgot to turn off the references on the side they're like
1: so internally the, yeah. we knew oh, what we no. were referencing but then that made it all the way through um, legal and they were like, like wait a oh, minute can't oh, have no. <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> and so we had to take them all out
1: there's still a, there's like two
5: there yeah <laughs> i think w- there's like a potion there's like lynx potion we originally had right. like the fairy jar oh sure
1: there's yeah, yeah, kind of a of ton of rupees too yeah. yeah
5: but yeah so we we uh
1: failed
2: on that
5: one yeah. <laughs> our favorite easter egg that didn't make it
1: yeah
2: uh, are yeah, your guys's favorite easter eggs uh i mean obviously like the pot smashing was amazing and then when <laughs> i figured out that it was all of you guys in the the tavern, uh, tavern. Yeah. So it was yeah that was great <laughs> that,
3: that was fantastic i really liked the moment where um it went to mm-hmm. um allura uh, the the pov archer because oh I, yes I, and that, that to me felt very final boss legend of Zelda ocarina of time mm-hmm. very much so uh, <laughs> so it just took me way way back then um but also my sort of kind of a, a fun nod to the original Go Line, it wasn't necessarily um, a, a fantasy trope reference or a video game reference, but just Shiro reference or. Jiro,
4: Jiro's yeah. yeah. twin he brother, Jiro, like here to finish. I shall, the
3: quest. I shall avenge my twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard since Space Hospital. So.
4: Right oh,
0: God. Yeah. Space Hospital was a thing of wonder and beauty. <laughs> I, I, it really my was. favorite is absolutely taking an arrow to the knee because that makes me laugh every time, regardless of where, <laughs> where it is. It, it just all the time. But I think one of my favorite moments that's less a direct reference to something and more a literally everyone who plays D&D has had this experience is I really think my character would have thought to bring a torch. Yeah. <laughs> oh my
4: god.
2: Everyone does
0: the, yeah. I am the responsible then, adult. Why don't I have a torch? That,
2: well. And the fact that Coran is just brutal about it and <laughs> goes, does it say you have a torch? No. <laughs> you don't have one <laughs>
0: so Not, yeah. he's merciless that, that oh. was, Not in was your Iverson, inventory. for sure that, <laughs> was, that was
4: Mitch yeah.
0: Yeah. He, it, in terms of no mercy I feel like we're Matthew Mercer and then Koran is a step above him because it's <laughs> like insane. well it was an accident and there are mice on the table but you're still dead yeah
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> now, <laughs> now did did Reese do all the iterations of Koran in this episode including the the big boss at the he very did. end oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we pitched his voice for the big
5: dragon but oh, yeah. yeah they were all him that's awesome.
3: They, were, sure. they
1: were wild.
5: <laughs> the Koranic Dragon. You don't
0: throw a level one party at a dragon,
5: they won't survive. <laughs> uh, yeah, another thing that didn't make it through was the Quranic Dragon was named after, what's the guy who who invented Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, Gygax. Yeah, yeah, Gygax. yeah, He was yeah. a Gygaxian dragon. Yeah, we, we <laughs> and then, of course, legal search that, and they're like, hey, 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 <laughs> you can't. like, all right. <laughs> what if we just Quranic.
0: mispronounce it? Yeah. And
1: the dragon looks eerily similar to a breath of fire dragon except mm. with a big
5: mustache a gigantic mustache
0: yeah
3: <laughs> i love how every character he did an npc
2: voice for
0: mustache and all was. the monsters too yes. yeah and the bar wench
2: it was really brilliant.
0: <laughs> Just, the, there were so many great touches in this the levitation spell being cuckoos basically right um, the the oh no shiro's dead oh rare drop
1: <laughs> Just. yeah they were all ex- excited after he died Good.
0: That's how you know Pidge is a gamer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh dear, oh hey. Yeah. <laughs> loop his inventory. He's going to need it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if they drop shiny stuff, you take it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a headband of plus five charisma. He needed it. That's
4: right. And we
0: love just
5: the idea that his tuft was a headband.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <That's right.
5: laughs> that was just shiny headband. And Allura's final mount, the mer-pegasus. Yes. Aerial colored, if you noticed. Yes, I did notice. The red mane, the purple horn. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> Because uh, we were like, what, is it a Pegasus unicorn? Like, you better make that thing a mer-pegasus. That's right. <laughs> Let's just do it. That was like
1: Cabin in the Woods level of yeah. weirdness. And I, I love
0: that this was basically D&D for kids. Like, I, I can't wait to see how many kids are like, no, I want to play D&D now. Yeah. They did it in Voltron and it's yeah. cool. I don't think I want to be a paladin. <laughs>
4: They're more
2: than
0: just lawful good team dads, I promise. (laughs) Sometimes they're lawful good team moms. Yeah, was there (laughs) anything about this episode that, like, the internet hasn't picked up on that you want to let them know, or just anything fun that you want to talk about?
5: I think they've caught a vast majority. I know they were going through the montage and trying to catch all of those. There's one, like, Korean ghost. She's like a fox, and she's got a very Mm -hmm. Korean dress. Mm -hmm. That I think came from either Steve or straight from Studio Mir. I think that's Steve. Steve is pretty uh, good at that. Gosh, I don't remember what
1: else. Yeah, I mean, it's just (laughs) chock full of love. Uh, You know, uh, Koran's, like, sort of true form uh, was definitely a little sort of orco slash. Yes. uh, And then
5: there was a little bit of a was it Overmaster? There was this one toy that was from a uh, anime mm. and I think it's called Overmaster. I could be wrong, but I only knew the toy that I had seen. I'm like that toy is amazing. And it's just this gigantic skull with oh, like a robe. Overlord? Overlord. Overlord. There you yeah. go. That's right. And uh and I, was, I kind of pushed that towards Christie's direction and then yeah. I think yeah, we just kind of like put that with her go. That, yeah. yeah. That's awesome.
3: Well, and something really cute about this episode too is Lance going out of his comfort zone to try something new, and he and Alura end up having uh, a fun appreciation
5: for something they can yeah. bond over.
3: Yeah. I
1: like that he says, "I'll try your little nerd game." And he, <laughs> that's that's where he starts, and by the end, he's like ready to so, yeah, no, I right. like that
5: he was. Totally not into it until it was like, oh, play. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, just
3: kidding. Yeah.
5: And then he immediately committed to
3: his character. Yes. Oh, the yeah. second she was in, he's like, okay, yeah, I'll play. And then he's like, <laughs> this is my character and I'm a ninja. It's yeah. amazing.
0: I think, oh. I think, yeah, you're very quiet. Yeah.
5: Had anyone just said, you can be a cool ninja sharpshooter, you yeah. probably, he would, probably, have probably would have just been Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. And how big is a D20? Like, dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and that's, Dude. Apparently a real life experience that Mitch Iverson had with a friend of his where they're trying to explain 20 sided dice and like his brain is just like a dice, but 20 (laughs) sides just gets
1: bigger. (laughs) Exponentially bigger. (laughs) It's
5: just a basketball.
1: (laughs) You You
0: stick 20 dice together and that's not how math works. But, uh, you know, sometimes Uh. those, those real
5: life stories make it in. Sure.
0: I, 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 I think on that note, because I think everyone's got some really great real life stories for tabletop. But we do have to move on if we want to be able to cover. You know, this was our fun episode before everything goes to hell, and mm-hmm. we need to talk about going to hell. But before we do, you guys should go to iTunes, which that may not have been the best segue I've ever done in my life. <laughs>
2: uh, listen, I, I was with, I was on board. I was with it. I, I just,
0: I got there and went. I uh, just compared it to iTunes to hell. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, iTunes but... is actually really great for us. If you like this show, if you'd like us to keep doing this show for whenever season seven inevitably comes out, if you want to help us keep wonderful guests coming in, if you want to keep us on the air, the best thing you can do head to iTunes, find the Voltron After Buzz TV after show, rate us five stars because it has to be five stars because you need five lines for Voltron. <laughs>
2: That's, you a, need good, all, that's you, a good argument. Yeah. You for, need all uh, five, guys. For, you for need solid. all five. Yep, you can't form uh, subscribe it.
0: Subscribe and leave a review. Let us know what you like. And if you leave a review, you get a shout-out on the show. we have anything new?
2: I, I Are we know. still scrolling down endlessly I, no, wait, because I iTunes I doesn't okay, believe Okay, I've got, in. like, some June ones. June 14th, I think, is the okay, latest one. Okay, dope. It says, much love. It's from Gaming Comics with an X. I love to watch Voltron and listen to this. It's so much fun, and I can't wait for more. Sweet and to the point, I like it. Yes. (laughs) And five stars. They know what's up. Exactly. Of
0: course. Again, you need five stars for Voltron. So, yeah. Do the thing. Win the stuff. If you are in an iTunes store that is not the American iTunes store, leave a review anyway. Screen cap it. Throw it in the hashtag on Twitter. Those still count. We just have a much harder time finding them. So, yes. Mm -hmm.
3: Thank you. Uh, before we move on really quick, just Ace Trainer 44 on Twitter uh, wrote, Joaquim and Lauren rolled a one for deception against the legal department.
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. That is yeah. true. Yeah.
0: And you have such high charisma modifiers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, we, we, we need to move on to things being difficult. We had our lovely D&D episode as sort of the, this is our last little bit of fun before the rest of the season goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Let's... Uh, Lotor.
4: <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: honey.
3: Uh, no. This episode makes my okay. heart sing. I
2: just... So, God. I would like to tell you why I really enjoyed this episode. And that is because I think it is very relevant to uh, what's going on in the world right now. And I know how long animation it takes yeah. to get made and how long ago this episode was written. Yeah. And it was unbelievably perfect because this episode is about a woman who knows that a man who people revere as a savior and their overlord and perfect is really a horrible person. Yes. And if she tells anybody, they're not going to believe her. Yeah. So it felt very it it felt very, very real Apropos. for the the particular weekend that it came out, uh, and I just really appreciate uh how <laughs> how well written the series is. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, we
1: wish it didn't have some yeah. real life comparables. Uh, right, right? uh but sadly it does. Yes it does. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I watched this right up until we got the reveal. I was sitting here going, Oh God, he's doing eugenics. Oh God, he's doing eugenics. Oh, he's just making the Matrix. That's not better. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm and that for me, like, we got this reveal. And then we got the kiss, and that whole thing was just like, I know so many people are like, I ship this, I want this kiss. And then by the time you get there, it's like, oh, I got what I wanted, and it's not what I wanted. (laughs) was was
3: like a monkey's paw wish. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You um, want your ship? Have some genocide. Yeah,
1: it's dramatic
2: (laughs) irony right there. You as the audience knows, but Allura doesn't know yet. Yeah. Now, so was this always the plan with Lotor?
3: Uh,
1: Um, You know, a version of this... uh, Our first, I think, internal pitch for Lotor was everything he says has an air of truth to it. Mm -hmm. So whether he believes it, whether he, you know, is telling some version of the truth, he hasn't totally lied. Yeah, those are the best lies. Mm -hmm. And,
2: And I think that that was another thing that just makes Lotor such a good villain and rings really true about him is that, you know, when he comes back and basically everybody confronts him and, you know, Rommel has told her whole story. They know what's going on. Obviously, they're waiting till Laura gets back because they don't want to do any harm to her. Right. That his initial reaction, it isn't really even to deny that he's done what he did. He's just like, you don't understand yes. why I did the things that I did and why I had to do them. Yes.
4: Ugh. It's, <laughs> it's almost
1: line. worse.
2: Yeah. yeah. And and the bottom line of this,
0: and this is what really struck me for Lotor, is, yep, he's definitely doing some awful things, but even if he weren't doing those awful things, there's a planet full of Alteans, and he let Allura and Coran continue to believe, for however long they've yeah. been working together, better part of a year, maybe more, that they were the last ones. Yeah. He knew that wasn't the truth, and he continued to let them believe that they were alone. Yeah. That's that is the basis of this mistrust, and so then it's like, oh yeah. Also, I've murdered a lot of them. Like, ugh.
1: but the fact that his instinct wasn't to just be like, I'm gonna get out of here, and Travis like <laughs> splitsville, he he tried to reason with them in mm-hmm. a weird way. That that makes it creepier
0: because you can totally reason with a guy like lowton <laughs> Well, that's the disturbing thing
3: is that he looks at what he's done and he sees it as totally rational. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there was some collateral damage, but it makes sense.
1: A weird parallel to you know I don't I don't even know if we've talked about it but to mm-hmm. Shiro and Pidge in the first season where Shiro kind of gives Pidge this bit of dialogue where well, in war you have to make some hard choices yeah da, 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 da. there was almost a weird parallel here with that I could have seen that same speech working not working on Alora but lotor giving that speech
2: sure absolutely but
3: yeah that's that's the danger with that sort of like the ends justify the means mentality is it can be used for good or it can be used for not so good things Mm -hmm.
0: you know what they say about the road to hell yeah Yeah, oh i had a point (laughs) and it died because I'm i'm still it's been weeks since this season dropped and i'm still kind of sitting here going yeah yeah that happened
1: I mean, even if there's a road to redemption, is there a road to redemption, really? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know. know. Is there yeah. any coming back from that? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's was the point I was thinking of. The way Lotor talks about Altaian culture, it's almost like he thinks he owns it. Like, oh, well, boy. I'm part Altaian <laughs> and I'm this, so I have a stake in it, and all of these people owe, owe their lives to me, and I'm preserving oh. this culture. Like, it's this really, really creepy sense of, ownership, yeah. that he is not in any capacity entitled to, rich, but yeah, feels rich, that he is. powerful man, feeling yeah, like he's yeah, entitled to. I was going to gonna say, yet yeah, yeah. parallel
4: <laughs> to
2: what is actually happening Ooh. in the world. Yeah.
1: And separating yeah. parts
0: of the population and taking them elsewhere, never to be reunited. Yeah. 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 He's that as
1: well. Yeah.
5: yeah, he's very much in that mindset of, I saved you, mm-hmm. so you owe your lives to me, so I will do with it as I please. Which is not the right mindset. No. No, no, <laughs> no, no, it's, no. It's his mindset. So yeah.
3: so getting to this season on, on Netflix and, you know, getting it released to the fans, what w- how did you guys uh, feel about fan reaction to oh, just yeah. this entire set? This
5: <laughs>
0: reveal.
3: Particularly this reveal.
0: These reveals.
3: I,
5: mean, yeah, I, I haven't, th- yeah, I haven't really seen, I guess, or been paying too much attention to this particular reveal. Have you seen anything?
1: Um, I, I think overall, just with the season, this was such a culmination of so many storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lotor's just being one of them. We felt relief putting it out there just because we had been kind of leading people along. Um, And while the, you know, reception's been widely positive, there have been people that are just like, how could you do this? How are you going to bring him back from the brink of (laughs) horribleness? And it's like, I...
0: The Justice for Lotor hashtag <laughs> yeah. that AJ... Did AJ start that? I don't, I don't actually I don't know. I don't think he did, but he's, <laughs> he's definitely been know. retweeting. <laughs> he's, he's a proponent of that hashtag, but I also think he understands. He just likes <laughs> you know? to start stuff on Twitter.
4: <laughs> oh, on Twitter. yeah. He's,
1: but AJ, as yeah. he was even reading the scripts, he was like, oh my oh, my God, like, <laughs> I can't, guys, like, what's going on? How could you? It's so heavy.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. It's, uh, it's really hard to find out that your character has done terrible, terrible yeah. things.
0: Yes. And I, that he's uh, been terrible The whole time. Oh, yeah, the whole time. I just keep thinking of that Instagram story poll that DreamWorks did back at the end of, God, was it season three, season four? Do you trust Lotor? It was 60% (laughs) yes, and I'm looking at it
2: going, 60% of y'all have been duped. I couldn't
4: (laughs) vote.
2: I couldn't vote because because the way that the character was written, and also kudos to AJ on the performance, there was an element of, I was this close to trusting him. Mm -hmm. I didn't quite, but I was this close, and then...
1: We kept saying did exactly. we wanted everybody to, to think he was Zuko. Yeah. yeah. We, went, we went full Azula. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: that vote was a
1: hard no for me.
0: Like, the other shoe was going to drop know. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, but but so,
2: you're, you're right about his performance. It's just so it's sincere. So you yeah. almost believe him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I I did not know this, uh, Lauren, but Rin in the chat says that Ramel was your favorite character in the original Voltron series. Uh,
5: I think Alora was my favorite just because she was Lady. Lady Ooh, pilot, right. but uh, but Rommel was a close second because she's just another Allura, exactly.
2: That's 100%. True. So, so Rin asks, were you happy to get to incorporate yes. her into yeah. Legendary Defender? I always
5: wanted to bring her in, like ever since you know day one, it was just a matter of like, where do we put her? Do we even bring in more Altains? Because this wasn't necessarily our story from day one because we didn't sure. even have Lotor in the story mm-hmm. at day one, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but we knew we wanted to bring Lotor in, and then when it kind of panned out, I was like boop, boop, we get a we get. Bandor. Yeah, don't forget (laughs) about Bandor, guys. Oh, Bandor. (laughs) Oh, poor Bandor. (laughs) Was he also
0: Reese? No. No Bandor was...
5: uh, I don't know the the actor's name, but he's done, I think, some other DreamWorks shows. Yeah. Okay. But he was a, a very kind young man. He came in. He did a great... Bandor for us. And, and, a,
1: and a super awesome week. Bandor dying. Yes. <laughs> oh, <know>. yeah, very <laughs> compelling. All
5: right,
0: we are running short on time and I don't think we get any extra because there's someone in after us. Right. So okay. I think we need to touch a few points and then wander into spoiler territory. Right. So uh, my notes just say Shiro no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I mean yeah. but everything just goes to hell in probably two minutes here. That's very true.
2: We have Shiro completely goes to the dark side. But there were two really great moments involved in that. So first oh, it yeah. was Alora deciding, no Lotor, I'm just gonna like yes. real quick like <laughs> suplex <here."> you. <Yeah. laughs> My notes for that just say yeet. It was amazing. Uh, and then after Shiro does go crazy and they kind of realize oh we need to go after them with Voltron and everybody's like, well, "What is gonna pilot the Black Line?" And Keith's just like, "I will."
4: Such like, oh, a moment.
2: Like, who <laughs> gonna pilot the Black Line? Like, I know, hello? but still, it was it it was really nice to see you know cooler, older, grizzled Keith uh, also oh, yeah. also show up and just be like real confident as confident. a leader. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now it was so good. good. No, 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 no. I see,
0: and I, that that Pidge moment where she can't bring herself to go after Shiro was
2: just like. <sighs>
3: oh i i have a quick question um when when hagar uh fully takes control over shiro in this moment we get a brief glimpse of her and it it's it's hagar as we've seen her in previous seasons but the last time we saw her it was after she had turned back into Mm hunerva so is there is there something to that like just the image of her in his mind is what she used to be
5: uh, she still has full control over her ability to yeah. shapeshift, yeah, and she's still working with like a lot of Galra, and so I think she's probably realizing it's there's a there's a kind of a safety protocol for herself as far as like who does she interact with, how does she interact with them around like the generals she can probably be a Nerva around Lotor, she would reveal herself to be a Nerva, yeah. but around like the rest of the crew she would probably stay Hagar yeah. for the sense of. Otherwise, Safety who's this
0: Altan?
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it would freak some Galra out.
0: Yeah, I mean, not like the Empire's in turmoil anyway. Right. Yeah, but, but I it, mean, I right. think
1: that's a little, you know, Palpatine slash ever put on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sure. Absolutely, on, on, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah.
0: Senator, right. senator,
1: yeah, exactly. senator. <laughs> <Saint Lord. laughs>
0: <laughs> I think at this point it's about time to switch into spoiler territory. So if we can hit that spoiler We're warning. Here. Spoiler oh. alert!
4: Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, yeah. Um I, I this bit of foreshadowing that I absolutely loved in this episode. Zarkon fell prey to his own evil instincts. The quintessence didn't create them, it revealed them. And then Lotor becomes a scenery chewing maniac. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. I love that we basically laid that out in this episode, and then well, Lotor was kind of
2: lost it by the end of the season. Wow. Sure, yeah. Yes, but also, I, I I do agree that there was some foreshadowing involved in that, but I also feel like Lotor, he was just always that person. And, and oh, absolutely. Even if he hadn't gone into the quintessence, we were going to find this out about him sooner or later. Like, he already had that sort of sinister manipulative side to himself that Maybe. But it was it was yeah. so
0: nice to get the full on ghost face scenery sure, showing it was, was me all totally. along. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I think from a story perspective for sure, but I think also the guys had a traumatic upbringing. Oh, oh. yeah so, He's had Again, some...
2: it's one of those things where it doesn't excuse his behavior, right. but it certainly informs it. It yeah. informs it exactly, yes. exactly. And okay. I did love that we got to see his Voltron robot, which we knew ever <laughs> <laughs> since we had a robot that looked like legs. Those I'm like, like oh, another Voltron. Yeah. yeah. So, can we talk
5: about like
3: where the design for this one? Oh, came yeah,
5: from? yeah. Mm. for sure. Yeah. Um, Well, (laughs) some of it came from budgetary reasons. (laughs) We had like a certain allotment of CG assets that we can have. Our first was like five ships, five generals, five, you know, Evil evil Voltron. And then we're like, that's... All of your CG assets yeah. for the entire. Then you like, get no
1: other ships. Yeah, so you get sure. nothing else. For,
5: yeah, and that's for like a 26 episode block. It's like, oh god, we can't do that. Yeah. All <laughs> right, what can we do? Three ships. Three ships. Okay, three ships. So, mm-hmm. so it ended up being three ships. We had to kind of work backwards where you design the guy first. Right. And then you kind of take the pieces and you, you know, you, you wibble wobble them. Yeah. You make it happen. Break them apart and uh, Yeah. Christine Bian was helming that. Thank God for her. She came up with this really cool, like that crazy tail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah.
1: And we were looking at just more Wraith-like, yeah. you know, yeah. designs. The yeah. tail
2: just... was a little Dragonzord to me and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I right mean,
1: yeah. yeah. Got <laughs> Just uh, I think what was the other one? Zone of the Enders was a big sort of point oh, of okay. for yeah. in terms of its yeah. shape and I can't dynamics. remember
5: that friggin' like dog man toy. I don't The name of that it. One. I bought it. But there's I yeah, we both have the toy. Right. Have <laughs> a toy but yeah. there's there's some I wanna say it's some sort of Gundam.
1: Dogman yeah. Gundam.
2: Dogman Dog man, Gundam. Dogman Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
3: it's I, I good like job. that. I, I love the contrast of this because you guys talked about how um, Zarkon's uh, sort of mech design was very loosely based on Epion. Mm-hmm. So having this one be, you know, a completely kind of swing the other way in terms mm-hmm. of its design was really cool. Yeah. Very distinctive.
1: Yeah. yeah. And again, it was sort of, you know, the robot version of Lotor. You know, yeah. it was, yeah. Sleeker, faster. It was yeah. A sleek and, and, called and terrifying Simplon.
0: robot. Yes. I also have to say that just talking about this next episode, we, we have to touch on Shiro, we have to touch on Keith. We have to touch on the fact that we just had 300 Shiros in reserve yeah. because you need that many Shiros.. I felt so validated (laughs) at the beginning of episode six, where it's, I've been dead for two seasons. I had to stop the show and laugh and scream. And I'm pretty sure my neighbors thought I was dying. (gasps) Or I I don't even know what my neighbors think of me anymore. It's like,
2: oh, Voltron drop. This is the thing is, I I also was of the opinion that, that real Shiro... If there even is a real Shiro... <laughs> yeah. He's dead. He's been in the in, astral in plane any, like, In any form of recent existence. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I strongly theorize that he was dead. But I was still very sad when I was... When Keith was coming to that realization. And I, I really went on
1: that emotional journey. I think that's the thing. Even though you knew... Yeah. yeah. You feel sad yeah. for... You know, I think kudos. that you that was a, the
2: about himself. the most sad that I've been... Since I thought Matt was dead all when right. I oh. just was sobbing, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. and
2: it turned out that he was definitely not dead, <laughs> I just have all the wrong reactions to people dying in this
0: show. I just sit there and
1: cackle. Wow. <laughs> yep. Yep. Bex's crying made you cackle. Uh, <laughs> oh. I got spoiled
0: for that episode by Netflix's. Yeah. Um, oh, that's,
1: right. that's
0: yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was the, that. I got spoiled by Netflix itself, which oh, was yeah, fun. The fun
3: now. Mm. Now, yeah. Now. Walking which which episode did you write? Because you you penned, um, Five. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you penned big, this one. The big fight, the big, oh. yeah. the man. dude.
2: The animation Why? in that fight How?
1: was unbelievable.
0: Oh yeah, it was incredible.
1: Uh, and that one, you know, uh, uh, hats off goes to one all the you know storyboard artists and animators. But uh, Kihyun Ryu did mm-hmm. a ton of work. All the stuff that looks super stylized, like when Shiro's is jumping towards camera and he looks mm-hmm. all you know, kind of edgy, and, yeah. and the style gets all crazy. That's, that's really Was he
2: responsible for the beautiful shot of Keith's forehead that the internet's freaking out about?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah pretty much anything that looks like uh, handsome, handsome <laughs> Keith, that's, uh, that's all Shiro.
0: So was... Oh, that's
1: all Ryu, sorry. Ryu, that's yeah. That's mm-hmm.
0: Was the arm, then, kind of the impetus of Hagar's control over the clone? Because yeah, I think arm was the arm idea. Went,
1: I think yeah. the, the, the arm was sort of... I think at some point she would have, I don't know, wanted to do a full full tilt boogie robot <laughs> Shiro sure. something Robies or other Roby Shiro, Shiro. Yeah. Um, but that's as far as she got and then she had to replant the, the clone back in the team and yeah yeah. If he, if he came back with yeah. more than an arm they'd be like something's up dude yeah. <laughs>
0: just put we, all the clones together and form a Shiro Voltron it's yeah.
1: yeah. fine I
5: like to think she went through like a few Shiro clones that like fritzed out before she that's finally right. found the one that took yeah. Yeah. this one has this
0: weird Swedish accent <laughs> we can't
2: explain scrap <laughs> <grab> it scrap <laughs> <grab> it, <laughs> it like uh, just shove it in, like, another realm of existence, that's and right. we're going to forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and no. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> but, and there's a bunch of Shiro clone pods just now floating, yeah. floating in space. Yeah. In space. yeah. So, yeah. Which is times.
2: just creepy when you think
1: about it. It is. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So
2: creepy. It is. It is. But I liked, too, that, I mean, uh, that was the thing that I, I enjoyed so much about, just the conclusion of this season. And, and it happened... Throughout the season it was nicely paced story-wise. I felt that you got the payoff of a lot of things that we've been wondering mm-hmm. since the beginning of the first season and we got a little of the the Keith Shiro backstory yeah. and mm-hmm. it was it was all very very satisfying. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Was sure. that was that difficult like knowing that you had to get all of those payoffs in one episode?
1: Um Yeah, you know, more than that, I think the struggle was the stuff that people actually aren't really talking about, was the stuff back on the castle ship. So it was Pidge coming to this, like, really... To me, that's almost as big as a reveal, that Pidge had this kind of, like... Yeah, this mercenary the whole whole time. time, And she knew this uh, might go down.
0: She's mercenary, and I love it. Yeah.
1: Um, But that was tougher, because that whole... That was like a big Scooby-Doo romp where they were like, originally they were like running from room to room and switching off things and doing things. Uh, And we had to pare that down, get it right to the essence of Pidge, knowing the whole time. Yeah. Or having the suspicion. Sure,
2: absolutely.
0: Preparing for the absolute worst Worst. and then being vindicated in the worst possible way. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those times where you're like, why am I always right? Like
0: I hate being right. I mean, I love being right, but I hate being right. That's
1: right. That's right. Uh, I think the only other thing was, I remember you, Maybe calling me to task a little bit on the. We had this power core moment where they were like, we can't make it to the thing. And I was like, why can't they do it? the power cores are, we got, like, five seconds of burn time. And you were like, what is this? (laughs) And I was like, it's the reason they can't get to the thing. She's like, we've never said this before. I was like, but they got to do it now. Yeah,
5: it was in the Lions. He's like, Lions now have power cores. Like, we've never
1: had a power core. I was like, well, damn it. they just got to get to the thing.
2: I was going to say, it did remind me a little tiny bit watching that episode of uh, Galaxy Quest, when they have to go through the, like, the the things that, like, are, are, like. Yes. You know what I mean? This was a terrible episode. Yeah, exactly. The and, chompers. And, 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 yeah, the <laughs> chompers, that, that, so that they can get to like the core of their ship to reset it and save it. And, and Sigourney Weaver just being like, whoever wrote this episode should die. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty much. It was that. It was like, what are they going to run out of? Why can't they just yeah. get to the, yeah. the wormholes? Like, eh, their power cores are running out it's <laughs>
0: yeah, of them. Yeah, That's fine, that's
1: fine. Yeah.
0: We do have all sorts of questions about Keith going Galra during this fight. Is there anything you want to say about that? Or just, like, y'all saw it on screen? Yeah,
1: I mean, it kind of yeah. happened on screen. I think he got pushed to that edge where yeah. that side came about.
0: Yeah, he, I think
5: he's always kind of been in a, a situation where even if he was fighting, he was fighting against someone bad. But mm-hmm. this was, like, the first time he had that, like, complete inner turmoil of, yeah. like, I want to let loose, but I have to hold back. And yeah. then, like, when he finally does let loose, I think he just lost control and, like,
0: Gets his Galra eyes. Is that the Galra sound effect now? Yes.
4: I love it. It's It's perfect. Um, Go. Uh, Katie Fox
2: asks a good question, I think, though, in chat, where she says, uh, was there ever any debate in the story process over whether to kill Shiro for?" ever or obviously the way it the way it plays out, he comes back sort of in a in a clone body. You
0: say that like killing Shiro is off the table.
2: No, I <laughs> no, but this is the thing is You me, know me but listen we well, know in that, this that moment there's a lot of there's a lot more Shiro's out there. It's <laughs> yeah, hard to like fine.
4: Kill
1: yes.
2: Shiro. up to the cloud. It's uh, fine.
1: That's right. Uh Shiro's uh character story arc has you know sort of big uh, internal, like a storyline of its own yeah. from within yeah. uh, our, our crew. Yeah. It which, was
5: for sure discussed. Yeah. But uh, but ultimately, this is the story we got. <laughs> and we, have, and we, here we are. And made it the best we could. And
2: it's not yeah. done yet. So Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. done.
1: Um, and there will be, I'm sure, once all Voltron's said and done, we'll come back. You know, a year after, and we'll give you guys all the dirt on what happened with Shiro and how we came to these places with every version
5: of every possible story we could have ever made. I'm
0: holding you to that. We'll book out two hours and it'll be great. (laughs) Shiro special. Shiro special. Yeah. Yeah. All 300 of them. All the dirt on Shiro. Consider
5: us the the Korans of the uh, uh, tortures and mana episode that was Voltron Legendary Defense.
0: Yeah. Koran for MVP this season. My God. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we
3: are. We're out of time. Yeah. Well, can oh. I one more? One more. Just highlight of this season.
5: Gee, I think just letting it all out, yeah. like really <laughs> just getting it all out. And now we kind of have like a nice little clean slate mm-hmm. um, from here on out. Just to, our store our, our character is going to be on a new path.
1: Yep. Yeah, highlight has definitely been seeing everybody's reaction to all these plot threads coming sure. coming to light and being tied up or mm-hmm. being untied and let loose
0: well we're out of time for news and gossip but I'm sure y'all have heard that there's going to be a comic-con panel Yay. and the poster has been released let me know when you guys find Shiro on the poster oh it took
2: me forever and I <laughs> <laughs> laughed so hard when I found him I just oh, I like, oh my god Shiro I cried
0: poster. it was so know. great let like if, you, if you're seeing this right now <laughs> a cheat sheet like a bottom right yeah, look right above the <laughs> bottom <logo>. right <laughs> he's in full on leave me here to die yeah. it's, whoever yeah. did the poster for this
2: season did an incredible job
1: everybody yeah. did Yeah, yeah. That was well big, it was a, a thing
2: impression. of wonder and glory yeah. Yeah. I had last year's poster so I'll have to pick one up during <laughs> San Diego Comic Con this year
0: I'm gonna wait for the full everything because I've missed every single poster uh, so far <laughs> so i just gotta wait anyway that here we are we are over time because this is way too much fun Thank you guys so much for coming Yay. in today. Where can the people find you if they want to keep up with you? Uh, Twitter,
5: uh, Art of Lauren M. Instagram, the best Lauren Montgomery.
1: Uh, Instagram, JDS underscore seventy seven. I believe that's where I'm at. I don't know my Twitter anymore; it's gone. I think it's the same. <laughs> Probably it, the same. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's
5: go. Or 24/7.
0: I
4: think it's twenty four seven. Twenty four seven.
0: And is there anything else you're working on that you can tell us about, or is it just Voltron to the Horizon?
1: Voltron to the Horizon. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a blast when
2: you all come in.
4: Thanks for Thanks. having us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emma, where can the people find you? You can find me all over the internet, wherever Emma Fife's are sold, at my name, Emma Fife. Uh, you guys should, next week, uh, starting on July 4th in the evening, all the way through July 8th, uh, is Anime Expo uh, here in Los Angeles. I will be hosting the live stream on Twitch, also on Facebook Live, and natively built into the Anime Expo uh, website. So be sure to check it out.
3: I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N.
0: Uh, You can follow Blue Lion Alexis Torres at A eight nine zero. You can follow Yellow Lion Mark Donica at Mark B Donica. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K I A X E T. I will also be at Anime Expo, wandering around. Find me. Um, we are also doing the Rooster Teeth uh, reviews show on Wednesdays at seven p.m. And uh, you guys have all leveled up. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.
4: I want to be a paladin again.
1: The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.